0: right well
1: ready yes hello everyone this is bbl brown broken laughing i'm angie and i'm jess what's up y'all how's it going we out here a girl's tired but we out here
0: yeah we all had a yes last night we had a
1: we had a actually wasn't that wild night but I guess because we're old now it feels like a wild night. <laughs> it's wild because it was way past our bedtime like yeah. anything past like two minutes past like the 11 oh what like what time do I go to bed like I try to be in bed like at 11 mm-hmm. um but then I don't actually fall asleep to like at the latest 12 sometimes because anxiety so mm-hmm. like last night I was like girl It's Saturday, but it's kicking in. I I, It's tired. But also my ass. I know before we started recording, I was talking about it. I've been obsessed with Korean dramas. So I actually didn't go to bed till like 5.31 this morning Mm -hmm. because my novela ass was really good. So I was like, (laughs) I got to finish this shit. And then I had to rewatch the finale because I didn't understand it. So I went to bed reading how to understand the finale. And then for context, I'm reading this. uh, I'm reading. I was watching Meteor Garden. It's really good. I think it's a cute little love story, whatever. But I was like, I don't understand how this ending goes. But anyways, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: yesterday was Jess's birthday. She just turned 31. Oh, and she <laughs> thought she turned 32 because she thought I she really did. Good. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> because she thought she was 31 already. Um, and I got back home I think around 12, but then I went to bed around because I took a shower and everything so it was one but I couldn't sleep so I kind of slept until like three maybe two thirty. I was like on my phone just like tiktok videos whatever so what I- tiktok kept you awake it just all of them like I just scroll through my I just scroll and then sometimes I'm like mm, that's deep let me mis- research something you know the rabbit hole whatever but I think i just because I was tired ty- you know how you're so tired that like you're kind of energized by your tiredness like I had to calm myself down just relax go to
1: bed I, Are you energized by your tiredness?
0: Like, you're so tired, but you're like, okay, just go to bed. But you're like, oh my God. No,
1: I get it. You know what, what I mean? Physically, you're tired, but mentally, you still want to learn why mm. molecules create water and thus <laughs> then revolutionize or ev- like change into freaking.
0: Yeah. So, no, and I, I was it. debating whether or not I should finish watching Love is Blind. I finished all the episodes until there's more episodes coming up, but I did. it's kind of sad I just really I watched five episodes of this thing and I didn't know
1: yeah because those are the five that got released right yeah have you started watching yet so we started watching in fact before we started recording today Kevin and I were watching the last two episodes because we left off on their honeymoon (laughs) Kevin does not is he typically likes watching um 90 day fiance it's like a little ego boost to some extent because he's like man people have it worse than some people you know mm-hmm. um so he started watching with me and he was just in disbelief I started like the things that they were telling each other on like what date three like it was their first day together as couples right in Mexico he's like is this really how it is I'm like yeah this is the show and I feel like of all the seasons this season I feel like there are a lot more they're obviously more clout chasers There are obviously a lot more people who seem ingenuine about like what they want to do, versus in the past, we're trying to figure out who's the real one, who's the fake one, whatever. I feel like just everyone this season is awful. They're they're all fakes. Like it's and if they're not, like they're going through so much deep trauma or internal like needs, where it's like, how are you already expressing your need for attention? Because Loki, what you really need is a therapist in like episode one. Like it's it's crazy. The first person I did I like was Kwame
0: cuz 5 minutes and he told us I like white women and that's all. He but said he did like what you didn't like. He d- he only likes white women. He didn't say oh, it but he oh. said when he said I was I, w- I wanted to uh I was going to introducing myself as Alex cuz I feel like Kwame puts me in a box. Your box meaning your blackness.
1: You know it's funny. I don't know if it was just me, but I hate his ass. I was just I I did not like him either. He gave very fake vibes. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I noticed is that two things. I agree with you. He seems to have a very sort of Eurocentric thought process about things. Mm-hmm. But Then there's also a scene in, in the honeymoon stage where he's socializing with the other men and he's in the circle with all the black men in the series today or like in this specific season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, Kevin, is it me? Or is he like hardcore code switching? Because even the way he laughs with these with with uh, with his fiance and like with these white girls that he's interested in. Is a complete one eighty. I feel like versus the laugh that he has with the other two black men in the group, and it's like, bro, mm-hmm.
0: really? I do like him and Chelsea, but I think mostly is because I like how Chelsea is with. I like her. She's like, she seems natural, or she's just a really good actress. uh <laughs> I like her. I like their vibe together, but I'm all, but I'm also like, I don't like him though. So maybe I don't like her because she likes him. <laughs>
1: you know she's, she's a little delusional she's looking yeah. for love in all the wrong places you know yeah. it's, like, it's like going to home depot for freaking like milk yeah. like you can't do that
0: yeah and then oh my god like this season is the worst to me in terms of like the terrible people because first of all like this is the first season where there's drama within like the girl group usually the, the girls still yes. like because fucking micah and that girl uh arena, arena. terrible terrible and I think both of them are in the most uninteresting relationships because they were
1: rushing the shit they were like you need to choose someone now and now look I feel like they both went into this thinking that it was more of a hookup show rather than an actual marriage show Um, Irina first of all homegirl is toxic Toxic. like she's someone who would laugh at someone else's pain she would eavesdrop on people's like trauma dumping and like what was she was just the worst she person was so immature fact. so immature yeah and the Very fact immature. that who she ended up with no spoilers but the person that picked their so and we're the gonna husband, spoil we're gonna spoil if you haven't watched the first batch of love is
0: blind season four um i'll put in in the notes uh the time mark when we're gonna talk about my main topic okay
1: spoiler alert so when zach was like Oh, you look like Megan Fox in my eyes. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Kevin, in that moment, again, Kevin, my husband, who barely watches reality TV with me, he was like, the fuck does he mean? It looks like she got eaten by a fox instead. Like, he just, like, he went in. Like, immediately, he's like, I'm not here for this bullshit. And, like, she... Irina is just so condescending she has shows no physical attraction towards Zach she, obviously she's not interested and in, keeps calling him a cartoon character yeah. I love that she was like you look like a fictional cartoon character since when are cartoon characters non-fictional like can you help <laughs> understand that like this bitch uh, yeah she was horrible and then I think too
0: which I think when watching other seasons, A Love Is Black has made me more jaded. I am a I am a lover of love stories, so I've been tricked in the past, where I'm like, I I believe this not, nah, it's fake. This time, I'm like, I see through everybody this time. I don't even, I don't, I'm not even truly set on Brett and um what's her, what's her Tiffany. They're like the, the, the black couple. He the just kept talking about himself that. too much in the pods, like about his story. Like, ask about her. Like, they all the men were like- She fell like, asleep. We, I mean, that says it all. Well, she asleep. She fell asleep that was so funny but um it's like all the like all the guys this season were monologuing
1: mm. like bitch are you trying to get into a Netflix tv series like I mean I feel like that's what it's become right at this point they know that there's something that they can get out of this experience and that's another series or maybe having a fan base and I mean Netflix is gonna have to switch it up shit yeah they need but... to rename it
0: like we know love is not blind and, or just re, rebranded or something because now it's just a joke <laughs> it
1: and sucks because we're going back to a shake and what he said what did he say about love not being blind love is what love is gray love is what well, I don't know whatever but uh how do we get to this by the way like it was such a weird tangent to love is blind
0: how do we get here yeah oh because you're talking about tv shows and you were talking about your oh show. and this
1: is and this is how you ended up yeah 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 Yeah. but yeah we out here Wait, I think Um, that's what I wanted to say about one more thing
0: yeah basically I just hate Micah and Arena um also Zachary Zachary oh my god I don't like him either just because when he was telling people I'm a stripper and that he was testing their reactions to it I'm like that I feel like that was an unfair test because he's he's trying to see like oh like who who is like discriminatory against strippers like first of all it's different to date a stripper versus you know be okay with stripping I don't know it's, it's, it's different
1: and it's like what type of test is this like weird I man. mean Rihanna once said it she found love in a hopeless place mm-hmm. these hoes are finding love in a hopeless place and that place is a set of Netflix that is not okay not okay Homegirl so, um, girl Riri was right since day one mm-hmm.
0: okay so should we get into our main topic
1: yeah let's do our main topic I mean it's it's real I feel like with with the little get-together that I had last night it was 90s themed so honestly even prepping for it I was like wow there's a lot of shit with nostalgia that I did not realize I was able to unpack
0: mm-hmm, yeah so like, in case the topic is talking about nostalgia nostalgia bra- bra- bra. okay uh, all like things from my childhood um, things that bring us great memories or things that we look back on we're like why did I like this why did I like that things like that and also your your
1: side ponytail is giving me kind of 90s vibes with the with the scratch I know I had to fit the setting I was like let's do this I also need to wash my hair after last night
0: because it was
1: rough I was like what how did I do my hair in the 90s and then I realized mom would do it and I would like always argue with her she was always going for like little princesses and stuff. And I was like, me, nee, this isn't for me. So I just wear a headband, but I never really knew how to take care of my hair at that time. So mm-hmm. now Shari, I look like John Lennon in, that, in the nineties. I was like, girl. <laughs> Wait, cause you had bangs or something. I had bangs. My hair wasn't as wavy then. It was long. Plus it was a little chubby. So Aww. let's, let's, let's paint this picture. So who is Jessica in the nineties? So let's say in 1995, let me see. I'm gonna. I'm picturing myself in like 1998. 1998 would be like when I had those bangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I looked like John Lennon. I think that by then I had the bifocals. Only to later I discover I didn't need bifocals. They were like super circular, <laughs> like you know, all freaking weird.
0: Uh,
1: I. Was, oh, it was such a mess. And me learning English was also its own little thing because like I didn't know how to say certain words I was in ESL oh, courses so I remember a lot of like that sort of like what education looked like in the 90s it was a shit show like it is now but it mm-hmm. sucked for a lot of ESL learners like yeah mm-hmm. that's that's me in the 90s I just remember that I really freaking love Lisa Frank oh because yes Lisa Frank Ford. was so amazing yeah like I couldn't afford Lisa Frank but I always loved Lisa Frank because it was so colorful and vibrant yeah. I also loved, I really wanted bundles like um like dolls that would fly in the sky. Like the sky. I had one of those. Oh, I think awesome. I had one, but I, I had the knockoff version and I, yeah. it definitely broke and I lost it.
0: So, oh I, shout out to knockoff versions of toys because you get the
1: experience, sort of. <laughs> I had those. But yeah, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. What do you think about when you think about nostalgia in the 90s?
0: well in the 90s I think of um I think of scrunchies I think of chokers I had a lot of chokers I was also a very I was like I'm mean, like I am now I was always a girly girl I like to look cute I was obsessed with like lip gloss remember like the roller lip gloss people used to have
1: yeah
0: like I love that stuff like i was like it's it's kind of it's funny when I look back at it because when I was when I hit 10 I was like I'm ready to be an adult like I was like double digits adult I'm ready I wanted to be an adult so bad because I didn't like being a kid I think yeah. just because like I was the only child so since I was an only child I was around around adult adults a lot like yeah my parents had friends over I would just be around the adults and hear talk and like you know Yeah, I wasn't the type of physical kid where I liked the jungle gym. I was scared of the slide. I I like the slides. I was scared of like the monkey bars and like the swing. So just all the things like kids do like hurt themselves and stuff. Just I wasn't about that. Uh, I think I I don't know how to swim because me neither.
1: Oh, my God. Another thing in common. besties (laughs) besties <laughs> we will drown together honey <laughs> oh, good no worries and my one of my
0: memories is I, was, I had to classes at the, at the YMCA and the instructor did the thing with the diving board I didn't want to do it I'm like on the edge of it like he's like you gotta do it I said I don't want it." he told he just helped me and went down with me do you know how scary that was and that was my last lesson um, my mom was there because the parents will watch, she did not like that. So that was the last one the lesson I ever had. Crazy. Um, I kind of wish I still learned because I actually like the water. Um, there was there was one time where usually when I'm at the beach, like I'll just like I'll like doggy paddle around the shallow part. But I realized that doesn't always work because when I was um when I was in Holland with my dad, we were on this beach and I was like, but it was the ocean. So one time I was docky paddling and I almost drowned. I drowned and I was like I couldn't. I was like help, help! And I, I know people in Holland they speak English, but I wasn't sure because we were a small town. So I'm like hell. Everyone's just looking like dumb. Right How now. are you? I, I, this was like actually no in my twenties. So is- Girl,
1: <laughs> you're like this was yesterday actually before your party, <laughs> and I was like ayuda. Got to Mexico once. Doesn't realize she's in Holland. <laughs>
0: um and then all of a sudden the waves pushed me forward so it's on my feet again I don't know like it just pushed me on my feet so was, so I'm like help to like standing help help and so it looks like I'm joking and I was like this is bad the American
1: causing the scene
0: the American is
1: causing a scene
0: and then my dad I came back he just
1: what else is sleeping, new America
0: right <laughs> he, just <laughs> sleeping on the, he just sleeping
1: in this on the sand and I'm like dad you know I'm almost drowned. he goes just don't tell your mom about this and here we are. So today's <laughs> episode is really about revealing traumas. Miss um, Angie's mom, if you're out there listening, she's okay. I'm okay. A week later, she's all right. <laughs> A week later. Not the last week, apparently. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this was like my early 20s. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I mean, I feel like when people think about the 90s or just like even early 2000s, it was weird, though, because like a lot of people talk about Spice Girls and they talk about and and Backstreet Boys. But to be honest, I didn't really know who they were until I got into high school. And that's just because I grew up again. Spanish was my first language. My parents would always listen to Spanish music, watch Spanish novellas and all that stuff. So there are a lot of things that people were super hyped about then that I never really understood until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, critical moments. Right. Such as like I remember watching all that. But I didn't really understand why all that was all that until, like, later on in life. Um, the same with, like, the Disney show, uh, like, like Sister, Sister. Was that, like, that was 90s, right? It was, like, late yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. I was, I can never really relate to it until, again, I became a little older where I was just, like, damn, most of my childhood consisted of just, like, Mexican corridos by, like, fucking Tigres del Norte. I'm, like, Great. You know what's funny about that though? Like I remember there was this one movie that came out that was about so Cis Norte, are like this like northern Norteño band, right? A lot of immigrant uh, Mexican uh folk love them because like a lot of their ballads are about the struggle, of, like being in America, but you're not from America, you're an immigrant, etc. And like love and all that stuff. And I remember they were they did their own movie, which is called Three Times a Wet Bag. And like that's the direct translation and not here to be like derogatory or anything, but it's about this group of folks who had to cross two Central American borders I believe no they had to cross the U.S. Mexico border the Mexico Guatemala border and there was another border they had to cross so it's like as they're going on through this process right mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you see like them literally losing people along the way so the reason I bring this up is because I clearly remember it was like late 90s I couldn't fall asleep very much like this morning. So I was watching this fucking movie. And then at the end of it all, I'm like crying because I'm like, oh, my God, this guy was trying to pursue his American dream. He dies along the way. This is heartbreaking. But this is also like a reality that I came to realize that a lot of people witnessed. But I did like my parents, you know, my uncles, etc. Mm-hmm.
0: Bitch, tell me why at
1: the end of that fucking movie, I haven't told people this story. So it's a big deal that I'm revealing it here. Ke- the only person who knows is Kevin and my mom. So at the end of the fucking Wait, movie, and what, movie, what movie is this it, it's called like three times Tres veces mojado, okay. I believe so at the end of that film I turned off the tv try to go to bed I'm fucking crying I think the next morning I don't know who asked if it was my mom or we. no I think it was my mom or like I don't know if I just blurted it out you know what I said I was like I think I know what I want to be when I grow up you would think i would want to be a fucking immigration lawyer a fucking counselor my bitch, ass said i wanted to be a fucking coyote <laughs> 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 to help them like oh that's actually kind of sweet though i mean the intention was there oh, like fucking like little Jess. 1998 jessica's out here like i'm gonna change the world by crossing people across the border <laughs> when a bitch can't even swim girl Thank you. That is me unpacking my traumas.
0: Of course, you would say that like everyone else. I want to be a vet. I to be a doctor. You're like I want to be a coyote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was my accent good? I don't know. Goes to Mexico once and comes back speaking like my people.
0: <laughs> wait, uh, wait,
1: wait. Did you go? To, you went to Mexico like two years ago, no?
0: It was more than that, right? I think like twenty eighteen. I think with my with my
1: aunt and my okay. mom and dad. Around. um but yeah that's that's the one thing i i like fucking 90s man it's just mm. no but it was good to relive those moments with with y'all yesterday singing basically so did
0: you so did you oh wait so you were born in the states though right so you so damn
1: that's a What i'm asking the question
0: so the, did most of your child happen in the u.s or like or was it in was
1: part of it in mexico what do you think angie i don't know, I know. i'm asking you <laughs> I how this podcast started with us telling people where we've been friends for 12 years and you're out here like, so where are you from? <laughs> I, I just want to know like in terms of what your childhood is. like, what did you see your childhood am Okay, so I was born here. I spend all my yeah. life here, Um yeah. but I would travel with my parents. Like my parents were undocumented for a while. Like I think the first time I traveled to Mexico was when I turned five and that's because they got the residency. Okay. I know my mom got her res- residency when I was like in a three, two year old because- mm-hmm. At the time, what we now know is ICE had raided her, like, factory. Oh, wow. She had to, like, figure out how to get the green card. It worked out in her favor with lawyers and stuff. But, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, all I remember was that, like, growing up, right? And it sucks because, like, for a lot of first-gen U.S.-born, I guess, Mexican-Americans, that's how it is, right? And it's, like, sometimes it is difficult to, like, relate to the American 90s stuff that you see others talk about like Spice Girls or do you remember how we would wear these platforms? I'm like, bitch, I would wear fucking sweatpants like, because that's all I could afford in a fucking flea market too, you know? So yeah, yeah. I'm like, talk to me about Selena. That's different. It's like, I can do yeah. that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I can sort of relate to not knowing the common Anisa because my mom is from Singapore and she's like she's an Indian woman from Singapore. And she was married to my biological father but he wasn't really around so much so how I learned about American culture was kind of through my mom but also like the people around me like my relatives but a lot of it is influenced from her so some stuff I didn't really know about like the whole thing with the Beatles and all that I don't really understand that because just like like I grew up around like I couldn't watch BET or MTV because my mom was like you're too old for that I mean you're
1: too young for that that was my mom with the symptoms she's like these are rude cartoons and yeah. like you don't even know what they're saying. Not to be rude, but it's also like, ma'am, it's in English. But she's like, no, look at the images. It's not cochinos, son cochinos I'm like, okay. But I was still watching them. Now yeah. as an adult, I'm like, damn, she was onto something here. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I didn't really know about RB and hip hop until like middle school. And it was crazy because like to be living on the south side of Chicago and I know that is weird. <laughs> but right I Yeah, but I didn't have my mom didn't teach me that. I watched a lot of I did watch like Arthur, like Rugrats, you know, the classic stuff on cable and things like that. Um, and watched a lot of like Bollywood films. I loved like the whole the you know, I'm a dramatic person. I get it. I was dramatic since I was a child, honey. You
1: I I, I, dramatic? (laughs) dramatic. Dramatically Help when you were literally knee deep in the ocean. So I can only imagine. (laughs)
0: So I love you know in Bollywood it's a like lot, a lot of um and not just Bollywood like I also grew up watching Holly Kali- no it's Hollywood I think, which is Tamil movies hmm. and although I don't know Tamil so I'll just be watching the movies and back then for some reason we didn't have the subtitles so I'm just watching mm-hmm. it and I'm like mom what's happening so I'm not only am just trying to understand like a movie in a different language but probably a movie that has adult information in that I don't really understand yeah. Well, I do remember the song like I do the songs and all that when I was little I would go to Singapore and my parents would be like sing the song
1: again they're basically making fun of me because I don't know what I'm right. saying but I'm like I can do this I can do the dance that's crazy to think though like how in our in different ways like our family's immigration story does impact our understanding mm-hmm. of of like the 90s or the 2000s whatever that mm-hmm. may mean that looks different for everybody but yeah I think yeah. it also reminds me a lot of like when we were in undergrad i took this one course by this amazing professor i feel like a lot of people know her afia he Mensah and like it was uh i think second generation immigrant narratives where we write a lot of books with the sort of framework of, of, of the immigration story like what that means so you can either be 1.5 generational immigrant or second generation immigrant and i forgot what the difference between the two were. i think one of them was like you were born here and the other one's like, you were not born here. You were born in a different country, but you were brought here at a very young age and like mm-hmm. eventually developed into this like American culture, right? But it was it was really cool to see like different authors kind of express what it means to have this immigrant narrative and like what it meant for their characters. And in some cases they were memoirs, right? And what that all meant for them. And I remember that at the end of that freaking um, class, we had to interview someone and then write our own narrative for them. And it was, like, intense. I, I had to, like, I never asked my mom about her immigration story from, like, the get-go, and, like, she just opened up. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, there's a lot that our parents carry that I feel like we oftentimes don't ask them. Like, mm-hmm. but it's also them kind of analyzing what their traumas are and then seeing them as traumas necessarily. It's like, fuck, we're really here to unpack that and, like, digest that. But right now I can't because I'm watching Barney. So, like, you know, it's like... <laughs> crazy yeah also yeah barney
0: barney was was my g i loved barney uh i had a, I took a picture with barney loved him barney was my show growing up. like the
1: real one or the knockoff because i have one where like i took a picture with him but it's like one of those dudes that just does photo ops i i mean i don't know i can't i don't remember i was five <laughs> you know there's a really cool uh barney documentary have you seen it no girl highly recommend it is he a creep no, there were a lot of rumors about, like, the guy who played Barney being the creep. But he's actually, like, um, one of those dudes, those spiritual guys who talk about, like, not yoga, but, like, the energy about oh, sex. He- Reiki healer or something? Something like that. He's one of those. So, like, that escalated the rumor. But yeah. also the creator of Barney, her son, killed someone. <sighs> and Barney, like, the creation of Barney and the development and like, what that meant to his mom was the reason why he, like, murdered someone. Girl... Highly recommend it. It's on Peacock. Sponsor mm-hmm. us, Peacock, but just saying. Mm-hmm.
0: And I did. I remember I wanted to take that, take that class with the via. So that class was so was highly uh wanted to get into, um, but I didn't really get into that one. But I think I did have to write a paper about the immigrant experience. So uh-huh. I did interview my mom. Forgot what class this was. Um, and it, I felt sort of worried about because I feel like my mom didn't have like the the normal because her thing was she fell in love she moved to America and it wasn't like she was in Singapore and she needed it, like she was fine I mean she did it was like it was like she has five other siblings living in a one small apartment but yeah. my mom never made it seem like it was like oh this was like a struggle life she seemed to have like a really great right
1: life. and it's also about mindset yeah. right I, yeah. that's wild because I think about like when I heard these stories, especially again coming from your mom, I'm like, damn, you're so optimistic about this shit. And like, yeah. when my mom, I'm like, how the fuck you did it? What do you mean, five people in one place? Or what do you mean mm-hmm. they were like only two of you worked and everyone else was still looking for jobs? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, over here struggling to buy Flaming Hots. Like, <laughs> yeah. how does that make any sense? I'm oh like, God, I love awesome some Flaming Hots right
0: now. I want some lemon Hots right now. Let's go.
1: <laughs> and I'm good. I had a lot of Tostinos before I, I walked yeah. into this uh, recording session. So
0: um what i was gonna say also like uh i was trying to figure out like how to write that paper because like this is not gonna be interesting because my mom didn't struggle it seemed like to me Mm. but then i read interview i was like oh like she did like she did like i know because my biological father wasn't really supportive so my mom had Mm. to do like these odd jobs whatever plus support me like my mom like appearance is like really important like, like to present yourself really nice. and I said so I when I was a kid I always looked good I was like fresh outfit you know whatever yeah like my mom had to do a lot together and I was like wow I didn't realize like how much and it was weird too because my mom had an interesting experience where like her entrance into America was black America because my mm-hmm. dad is black and she grew up on the south side so for her America is probably like at this really white place and then mm-hmm. for her though it, it America is really black to her for her. And it wasn't like she she got along with my family members, whatever, but there were some family members who were kind of like uh xenophobic to her, like, oh, we didn't know you could speak English. just English really well. Like, or they kind of looked down on the fact that like, oh, like my dad like picked up like a like like a mill order bride type of thing. Like that's the vibe, mm-hmm. right? So I was that's like
1: crazy. Yeah, I was like I didn't I was like, I did not realize that. It's crazy. Um, I mean, yeah. let's be real, colorism and racism within our own communities is, is very mm-hmm.
0: real and mm-hmm. talk it too so yeah across comu- across communities of color too like mm-hmm. we are find each other <laughs> mm-hmm. let me see what else can I say about the 90s oh the style the style I was trying so yesterday for my outfit I was trying to actually do like the, the black lip liner with the lip gloss but I have to write lip gloss because that was that was a look and I used to I was obsessed with lip liner as a kid like I had my lip gloss and my lip liner I loved it so much I was like I gotta look cute because I was like I'm ready to be a teenager I'm ready like this is what I want this is what I want to do yeah yeah and I one, th- I, one I, thing I miss one thing I miss though I don't know if, like I miss like you know how you watch like Boy Meets World or like these teen shows and they had like their own bone and the cord oh yeah I miss, I miss the whole thing of like being able to have your own like Land like land home uh phone and then the line. cord and the oh, landline I forgot the land word land phone <laughs> like, okay, the so landline having the cord and just like bringing them around phone.
1: oh yeah those were fun yeah and
0: now just cell phones it's like so I didn't really get the experience of like having my own landline
1: or I even miss Polaroids oh um, yeah I mean I, we have them now but it's like eh you know mm, or I never or, had like, a Polaroid. Or the cameras, just like the cameras, you would buy the film and then you take the film to CVS or like Walgreens and they will develop, those were fun. Mm -hmm. But fashion, I didn't, I mean, to this day, I don't have a sense of fashion. I'm very much like a chic librarian every time I get out of the building. What'd you say, a what librarian? A chic librarian. A chic librarian. A Um, mean, resting bitch face. That's my vibe. mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of the 90s, I think it was just, oh Oh my God. God. I had no style because I had no self-esteem. All I would do is wear a fucking like old Navy t-shirt and jeans. That was me too. That was me too. I wonder. I I have tomboyish vibes. Like (laughs) I had no style either
0: because I think it was like I think I was nine or eight when I started to like, I was like skinny until like eight years old. mm -hmm. So back then, plus size, you had Ashley Ashley Stewart, and then all church lady clothes. I dress I dress
1: older than my age.
0: And this or dots.
1: Stuff. Do you remember dots? Yes, dots. Yes, I, mean, I would have to go there because I was also plus size for a while. Um, oh. It was it was rough, man. Because it's like the shit was not cute. It's like mm-hmm. why are there so many ruffles and and, and bejeweled? I like, like the, the big ass
0: flowers on the, the or shirt. like the V
1: necks. i like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like sometimes like the shirts
0: would be like the whole like uh, the, the the like some shirts were big to like sh- hold like a boob mm-hmm. and like on me it like the whole cup is covering my whole chest it's like because th- these outfits are meant for grown curvy women <laughs> but i have no oh, other way to go kids nowadays are lucky you have forever 21 you have h&m sometimes plus size stuff you can do online shopping now
1: amazon hello amazon like yeah, the kids like can do makeup
0: at 12 now So they have less awkward moments than than we had to have.
1: Okay, so I guess what's one thing you want to make sure stays in the '90s because there are a lot of things like you said that are coming back. And what's one thing that you think would have been beneficial that we have now to have had in the '90s if it had been for? This is what comes to my head right away. Long
0: nails used to be thought of as ghetto and like not classy. It was only, like, a Black girl thing that you had. And if, like, you had them, people thought you were ghetto. Mm. Now everyone has long nails. You can mm. look on Vogue. Someone has long nails. Yep. If you, basically, if you were a person that, that um, and also, to be honest, I bought into this idea. A lot of us bought into this idea. Like, we were getting nails, but we were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're being, like, ghetto, whatever, whatever. Or, but, like, now I'm looking at it. It's, like, now everyone is wearing long nails now. White people are wearing them. And like not if you don't wear if you don't have your nails done it's like you're not well kept. Now it, back then it was like if you have your nails on too much you don't know how to spend your budget well. You're like you're doing your nails too much, you know. You think so? so so that's very interesting that like oh that trend is now now that's okay.
1: I mean it's because you have dumbass people like the Kardashians that tend to capitalize off of like black culture really. Mm-hmm. So they're okaying that for others. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh,
0: i hate that and, and i felt bad because i remember when i w- wanted to i had nails once like well i had that to them recently but when i was a teenager i had them once for my 15th birthday i got acrylics and i felt so cute but i was afraid to like have them because i thought people would judge me like in the wrong way because they're like not you know because like,
1: there's like a certain yeah. sort of yeah, message yeah. In it. and now i'm like yeah. they're everywhere i mean shout out to cardi b honestly because she is fucking unapologetic yeah. Yeah. About her nails and mm-hmm. she's showing the world that you can be a full-time mom and have long nails because honestly it's small shit like that that people sometimes don't think about where women are oftentimes labeled depending on how they look. Again, like you said, even with nails. So mm-hmm. she's like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that I think needs to make a comeback from the nineties it's probably like those freaking like neon see-through apple computers they were so cute oh yeah they were cute yeah those were really- five. Oh,
0: also you remember those those like chairs you would sit in they were kind of like also see-through like that but they were like yeah I love that it looks so
1: cool to me or selling, like, shit at school, like, candies, and then your prizes came from a catalog that were very much, like, 90s theme prices. I was like, damn. Yeah. I were also thing. a lot of just weird snacks,
0: like, probably food that should be banned. But I remember there was, like, purple ketchup at one point.
1: Oh, yeah, like, the green one, the green ketchup? Those yeah.
0: They had colors, and I, I had it. It was good, though. <laughs> I miss that zebra. Uh, friends. Friends. I mean, those are still around. Those, those exist. exist. Do they really? Yeah, they have zebra cakes. They're in what about, the
1: what about those candies where you would pretend to be smoking? Because they look like cigarette candies. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I really missed the uh, Smarties Lollipop. I feel like I haven't seen those. Oh, in the- I never had that. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Or like a lollipop in the shape of Snoopy the Snoopy the character. It was great. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, I feel like the 90s shows had the most diversity without even trying. There were so many different types of shows back then. Well, at least Black ones. I don't know
1: about any other races, really. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Spanish Novelas. And I'm like, yeah, they were really trying to, like, give you a life lesson about not doing drugs in the 90s. So, yeah, or getting kidnapped. Oh, yeah. I Which still to fear now. I'm going
0: to get kidnapped, although, like, I'm 30 years old. And, like, if you were going to take me out of a car, that would be more of an effort. <laughs>
1: like, no one's going to no, Every time I make that joke, it's not really a joke. It's, like, a legit fear, though. Mm -hmm. people are always like they'll return you you'll be okay (laughs) because your mouth (laughs) probably yo my mouth has gotten me in trouble sometimes
0: oh well there is this documentary called the romantic that's about bollywood films um from that era of the 90s where all those romantic films and it like described all the films i watched in my childhood so well i was like this is exciting of course it only shows the great parts of bollywood because bollywood has some dark darker parts not dark but like things that could be questioned mm. like i think about um there was i mean they mentioned nepotism but like i didn't realize how all the actors that were major actors they already knew each other from childhood so you're parents, all those people yeah. from the same family from the same circle are getting these movies and you are leaving out whole pe- different people who probably are better actors or who have trained for it and not getting the roles
1: yep like yep um, yep
0: yeah. Also, I saw this one. I mean, you, everyone has probably heard of this film, if you're Bollywood, because it was also like an international film. It's called Diwale Jange. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's called D D L J. if you heard of it. It's like a it really, if people think of Bollywood, you think of that film. And a lot of people who don't even watch Bollywood have watched that film because it's a classic. I never seen it and I saw it and I hated it. I was like, this movie is horrible. Why makes you hate it? because the storyline was just terrible it was like i don't i didn't believe they were in love like the guy which is played by shara khan shara khan's my husband i love you so much shara khan but in this movie you were insufferable
1: shout out to the guy out there doesn't know my existence i I would hope you know i would break up that family
0: to be with him he's i love him so much but um she said i'll be a trucker i'll be i'll be a uh, yeah um and it was just like he was such a sufferable character so it didn't make sense for them to fall in love at all um but it's an iconic film I think if I saw it when I was a kid I would have liked it because it's like in my memory as a really good film but it's a bad film but there was one scene in it in particular where it's like this is not a good lesson to teach kids and we and everyone watched that film when we were kids and there's a scene where they're on the train and then the main character uh sees the the, the um, main woman character she's reading a book obviously he doesn't want to be and he's like leaning in to look at the book like hey she's like hi she doesn't want him to bother her but he keeps persisting on bothering her and like he would touch touched her and all that like that that would get you kicked in the nuts now like that's we now we call that assault and harassment but in Bollywood films, a lot of Indian films, that's a normal thing, but like, there's I a song. That. Like people haven't been vocal about that. Yeah, there's a song, there'll be a song with the, where he's like, Mere and the girl, she's smiling, but she's walking away. Like, stop, she's walking away. He's following her down the street, singing his love to her, and that's a song number. And that song usually slaps, it's a great song. But it's what it's showing to men is that she, she walks away, she's smiling though, like, go talk to her but she's walking away i mean she doesn't be bothered oh, but no. it confuses that
1: so that's why you're like you know it's, it's just like, like this korean scene. drama that i just saw like it had mm-hmm. some really kind of weird vibes it in the beginning where he was forcing a kiss on her and i'm just like this is a 2008 drama can we not propose this it felt very daylightish okay. but mm-hmm. whatever yeah but like, damn like- but the music's a you like the music slap <laughs> yeah the movie
0: ex- is bollywood films like also the, i see that now there's not this push now to i think because bollywood must be taken seriously by like hollywood cinema i see less films are having big dance numbers but it's like no let's keep it that way because that's the bollywood brand like that's how we like to do that shit let's keep it that way you know let's not try to impress the americans i mean not to not to a telugu film yeah. got an oscar for the song um for the movie rr that is a terrible film no, not to not is a great film. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. rrr is a really great film. That's the name okay, of the, film. Okay. the song got awarded for best song <clears throat> internationally yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Oscars. Yeah. That movie is, it, have you seen it? No, but I heard great things about it. So, I will watch. It was well, like you need you need if you don't have any plans that like finish everything and then watch it because it's like a 3-hour film. By oh. the way, it's going to be long, but it's so good and it's like a great action film too. Like if you like action, it's amazing.
1: You know I saw John Wick today. That shit was three hours long. I think I need another six month break from a three hour long movie before my next one. <laughs> well so in six months guess. we'll just huh? watch RRR together. What, what day is it today? So in September. <laughs> holla. Oh September literally on my wedding anniversary. Just holla and, and we'll watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> holla. Um, actually I might watch that before then because that movie was amazing. And also yeah. like she said it has that. that colonial, like anti-colonial vibe to it. Like that should I mean, be she, everyday vibes. Oh, like it, by the beginning of the film, you're like, "Fuck these white people," and you're ready to like fuck it up. <laughs> fuck
1: it was great. It was great. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right, but mm-hmm. sounds like there was there's a lot to unpack with the nineties, or maybe not. It's okay, and that's okay because I feel like for me, nineties I blocked a lot that's just my coping mechanism with a lot of shit i just block mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. uh, i mean i blocked out a presentation that i did last week so it's all good um <laughs> that's just how i cope but i mean as with all the sort of shit that maybe didn't go as planned with the 90s there were some beautiful moments and i think it's good to embrace those moments such as well guys thank you for listening Thanks. bye bye, bye. bye.
0: part of the podcast when it's like Angie makes up a song time and then I make up a song Well, time. We could, or we end with a song.